Welcome to RN.FM, Nursing Unleashed, where every Monday night, nurse bloggers Kevin Ross, Keith Carlson, and Anna Morrison bring you ultra-informative interviews with the top thought leaders in nursing, healthcare, and entrepreneurship. Join us every week for the latest strategies for nursing success from top nursing consultants, business owners, coaches, authors, speakers, and bloggers. It's never been easier to learn how to succeed as a nurse. Welcome to an eye-opening experience you won't find anywhere else. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on RNFM Radio tonight, Monday night. Uh, we're so excited you're here. We've got an incredible guest, Joyce Harrell, with us tonight. And we've got something special for you this evening. We've actually switched it up a little bit since Keith is out of town in, in Mexico. We're all very jealous. <laughs> um, we would like to extend a special welcome to our um, three-week fill-in DJ host. Uh, she is marriage and family psychotherapist, Dr. Jeannie Bertoli. Jeannie, do you want to uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell callers what they can expect? Sure. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really glad to be here with you. And what I'm hoping to bring is a bit of the mental health to the medical health. I'm also an entrepreneur, and um, so I think I fit in well and add a little bit of a twist. And so tonight, I'm going to be talking to you guys about all different kinds of relationships, your primary relationships, your coworkers, your family, hospitals, other systems. And most importantly, I'd like to extend an invitation for you to call in and ask me anything you want about relationships. This is what I do all day long, help people get what they want out of their relationships. So call on in and ask me what you want. Awesome. Awesome. We're really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for being here. Kevin, you're here tonight. I am here, and I will go ahead and say that I am going to be taking care of this chat room here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm actually going to try to straddle over into the tweet chat. So I did want to let everybody know about tweetchat.com forward slash room and then another forward slash RNFM radio. But you can also go onto Twitter and hashtag RNFM radio. And we're really excited about um, the opportunity that we are now in iTunes. So – If you uh, have iTunes, go ahead and click in there, Uh, go to the iTunes store, and just do a search, all one word, just RNFM Radio, and you can download the podcast to your uh, iPod, iPhone, uh, whatever device that you have hooked up to iTunes. And we are also on promednetwork.com forward slash RNFM Radio. Really excited about that. Got that news today from Jamie. Thank you, Jamie, for emailing me that good news. So anyway. All right, let's rock it out. Let's rock it out. Okay, so before we jump in with Joyce Harrell, I would love to just give you a a little taste of what's coming in the next couple of weeks. Next week, we are very honored to have Lee Ray Keys, founder of the Nurse Entrepreneur Network, with us. And um, if you don't know Lee Ray Keys, you should. She is uh, just a powerhouse in the nurse entrepreneur space. Um, she's an incredible resource for a lot of nurse entrepreneurs out there, um, an excellent mentor, and we're really excited to have her on the show. We're also going to be having, the following week on the 20th, Renee Thompson of RT Connections, um, a well-known speaker and nurse consultant, and we're really excited. She uh, does a lot of work with new nurses and student nurses, and uh, we're very excited to have her come on and talk about her business. And Last but not least, on the 27th, we're going to have Pat Venus, president of the National Nurses and Business Association. And Pat uh, is a lot like Lee Ray Key, just an incredible resource. 
um, just a real powerhouse in the nurse entrepreneur uh, and nurses in business uh, space. And I think that all three of these guests are going to bring a ton of value to you guys. So I'm really excited to host them uh, in the coming weeks. And without further ado, I would like to introduce Joyce Harrell. Joyce is a holistic nurse health and wellness coach, low glycemic mind-body transformation coach. She's an author, a certified vision board coach, and aromatherapist. Excuse me. Um, her unique talent is to empower self-acceptance and purposeful living, utilizing wellness principles, low glycemic education, vision boards, natural health, and essential oils. Joyce emphasizes simple principles for individuals who desire to feel better about themselves as they are empowered to bring positive changes to their emotional and physical beings. In addition to being a registered nurse, she's also received training as a wellness coach through Well Coaches and the Wellness Inventory Coaching Programs. She has co-authored the soon-to-be-released book, Heart of Success, and in addition to her health and wellness coaching business, she has founded the organization Nurses on the Edge, uh, which is a great name, by the way. Um, for an, yeah. and If you're a nurse on the edge, you know it. Um, and this organization is for nurses who are stressed, feeling guilty that they've neglected their own self-care, um, or they're just on the edge of burnout or they're burnt out um, in their nursing careers. And uh, her wellness programs can be utilized either by individuals, groups, or uh, corporations in the workplace. And if you're interested in learning more about her, we're going to give you some websites at the end of the show, okay? So, uh, Joyce, without further ado, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, thank you for having me tonight. I feel so honored. You mentioned some really great nurses out there that's um, coming up in the future programs, and I know that um, Annette and Angela and all those great nurses that you have um, interviewed in the past, I just feel real honored to be here tonight. Um I've been a nurse over 22 years and totally um, felt that calling to be a nurse when I was 14 years old. I knew that's what I had to be, uh, no doubt about it. And um, then at some point in my young adult life, I knew that I also wanted to have my own business. So that's just kind of been a long time calling for me, too. Just didn't quite know where to put it. But uh, natural health, I've been interested in that. Um you know, even things when I had my little children, I started with the herbal books and did things, a lot of things naturally with my kids and, like, made my own jello with, like, unflavored gelatin and used juice instead of, you know, the high sugar cool. um, stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's been something, it's been a work in progress for me, but it's um, areas I've been in, interested in all my life pretty much. Very good. So, Joyce, can you, this is Jeannie. Can you tell us a little how you transitioned and became a nurse entrepreneur? Wow. Um, it's really funny um, because um, this is an area that I've wanted to work in for a long time. So I've done really crazy things, like even um, I, I, I did things like sell Mary Kay because I wanted to become independently financially free so I could do what I really want to do. And, you know, I, I tried this and tried that, and my husband said, Joyce, why don't you just do what you want to do? I'll let it come mm. to you. I said, but, Mike, nobody's paying for that. I'm, who's who's going to pay me to tell them how to be natural? Nobody's paying for that. I said, i gotta, I got to do something, you know. And Mike said, Joyce, just do what you want to do. And, you know, um, the more that I, I've heard that, the more it really makes sense. Um, I think when you really really get to your authentic self and start doing what it really is that's in your heart of hearts, that um, your 
compassion will make a way for you. Mm. Mm. That's, That's a great, great point. Love that. I love the, the encouragement of your spouse and that, you know, you felt that support and that, you know, you weren't in this on your own and just trying to make it on your own. Was that important to you? Um, it, it was, and it, it still is, because, um, you know, my husband's been through a lot with, you know, I can't just be satisfied. I haven't ever just been satisfied to just have a job and come home. I've always right. been working on doing something, you know. And so he's really put up with me for um, 32 years of that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's been a real itch. <laughs> he has done, yeah. Um, I, you know, it probably started when I was a girl and I was raised on a kind of out in the country and we had gardens and farms. And my dad was so cool. He would let us raise produce and stuff in the garden. And when we would pick it, he would take us into the city, and we were we sold, and we were allowed to keep whatever we sold. Oh, and so, you know, probably started back then. You know, it's really cool, right, to make your own money. <laughs> yeah, or, I think I'm noticing or, this would be just like me, but I'm noticing how the relationships in your life, your father and your husband, um, seem to have been really important as you outline your development. That's great. Yeah, he's very well supportive. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Joyce, can you tell us and our audience a little bit about what you teach? Because, you know, as I introduced you and as, I, as I've as i been kind of studying yes. up for this interview, I noticed there were so many different really interesting facets of what you do. And if you could just, like, break some of these down for us and, and give us the essence of your business and tell us a little bit about what you teach people and how you teach them. Okay. Um, well, you know, I, I put the word holistic in front of uh, what I'm doing because holistic means it's it's every part. And I think that, you know, you don't just have one part of your life and that's it's compartmentalized. And, right. okay, so you want to lose weight, so that's, that's a compartmentalized issue. We're going to lose weight and we're going to work on just that, and that's, that's all you're working on. Um, but to be holistic, you really use all your senses. And I really like um, getting all the senses involved. And so it starts out really with um, a wellness um, inventory assessment and um, kind of finding out where it really is that you're most motivated to make changes in your life and maybe some of the areas that are already your strengths and you kind of find out where it is truly that you want to go, the direction that you want to go in. And um, so from there, then, you know, you know, I kind of find that out about you and then we find out exactly what it is that you're needing. Is it, is it your, you know, you're, you're having stomach pains all the time or you're, you know, just um, kind of some of the physical things that you want to get under control and you don't want to take a lot of medications, or is it that you're wanting to release weight or you're just really stressed out? You know, exactly what is it? So it's the person that really defines, it's the other person that really defines what it is they're wanting to work in. But being holistic, I don't just look at it, like I said, compartmentalized. So with the vision, the vision boards, you're actually helping people to um vision what you know get a vision for what it is they're wanting to change in their life and then um they're able to put it down on paper or a board or a scrapbook or whatever the, the visualization of that mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. that they have 
so you know you're you're putting your holistic in there. And um, the essential oils, I just love everything in nature. They're so good with things like stress um, and burnout. Um, right, right. They're, they're really great, you know, healing things like peppermint or energizing to, to even take internally. So um, I, guess, I guess in a nutshell, it's just holistic health and wellness. And it just, um, everything I do just kind of takes into account the whole being. Does that, right, does that right. make yeah. sense? Did that break it down? That makes a ton well, of sense, and that breaks it down. That's really, really good. I mean, I, yeah. I love vision boarding. I have my own vision board here in front of me in my office. I look at it all the time. It's uh, it's a really powerful sort of uh, focus for well, why I'm doing what I'm doing sometimes, and um, right. very powerful. Yeah, yeah Joyce, think, actually, um, yeah, well, no, Anna and I were, were talking this weekend, and we were talking about oils, and uh-huh. we know very little about them. Could you give us a We wanted few... to know more. <laughs> yeah, we want to know a little bit more. Could you actually tell uh, our listeners a little bit, um, maybe just uh, break down a few oils and ailments, like what would you use for certain uh, symptoms? Okay, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be good. And one thing with oils, and Jewel, just make that little disclaimer up front, you know, I don't um, treat or diagnose or cure any anything, but um, they're really, really great to use. Um, is a natural means, and let's um, let's talk a little bit about oils first. I've been an aromatherapist over five years. I used to own a aromatherapy store inside a health food store, and that was an aromatherapy bar. So I learned a whole lot about five years ago at oils. Went to a class and was just totally like, this is it. This is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. I really didn't know much about oils, but it's like the molecules, um, well, let's back up. They're either distilled, they can be right. distilled, Things like frankincense comes from the rosin of that tree, and it's okay. um, then you know kind of distilled off of that rosin. Um, uh, things like your orange, if you ever take the peel off and you twist the peel, that the little bubbles kind of on top the when they bust, yeah. that's the that's the orange oil. That's the pure oil, and oils are actually like fifty to seventy-five times more potent than the plant or the flower yeah. or whatever that they come from, like one drop of pure peppermint oil is equal to 28 drops of peppermint tea. That's just wow. how concentrate. Yeah, it's really, really potent. The other cool thing, they're fat-soluble. And, you know, in our cells, we've got that phospholipid bilayer that really protects mm-hmm. our cells from allowing things in. Like, that's why antibiotics don't work on viruses, because the virus yeah. is inside the cell. So mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. your oil, the molecules are so tiny iony that they're able to penetrate those cell walls. Like so you've got your your citrus oils are really good have antiviral properties. So, you know, that's um on the in the cold and flu season, that's um that's something like your lemon um is a really good antiviral oil and so that mm-hmm. helps with, with viruses. Headaches. Right. Let's take let's take the symptom of a headache. A Good. lot of our headaches are stress and tension, right? Right. So right. something that's really easy, and I'm telling you, this has never failed to uh, on the nursing floor when I would take that up there with me. Somebody's got a headache, and it's like, okay, let me try this. I, I would take, like, um, peppermint and lavender, a drop, okay. and combine it, and just rub it on the back of the neck and across the forehead and kind of on the temples. And uh-huh. you know, they'd be asking me, oh, please, do you have a Tylenol? Do you have an Advil? I said, just sit there just a minute. 
just just relax, just a minute. And like within a minute, they go, I say, how's your headache? I, I really hate to admit this, but it's gone. It's wow. a vasodilator. So okay, well, there you go. Yeah, release the pressure. Yeah, releases the pressure. So that's one. Yeah, I'm I think sorry. that's Go really ahead. I'm wondering how you um, feel about doing that in a hospital setting, and are you comfortable? Do you feel like it's welcome, or how is that going? Um, you know, I'm not using. I, I didn't use it on patients, so we were just using it on, um, on you know, stay on each, each other. other. Yeah, on so, each other. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but however, Vanderbilt University is currently in their emergency room doing a clinical trial with essential oils in the ER to see about the improvement of mood um, and the anxiety of the nursing staff, the anxiety of the um, the clients out, out there. Yeah, so Vanderbilt is actually using essential oils right now in their um, emergency room as a trial. Wow. I, I wanted to chime in here as well and say that um, I still, uh, you know, I still do PRN, Per diem uh, once a month at my at my hospital, and I work in the PACU, and we uh-huh. often deal with uh, nausea, vomiting uh, due to right. anesthesia, and we are currently also trialing um, essential oils for the prevention of nausea, um, awesome. and just just sort of aromatherapy, you know, just smelling the essential oils, and right. it's uh, really great stuff. So far, really great results. What are you using? Are you using like peppermint and ginger, or what? To be honest with you, I, I would lie if I told you what it was. I have no idea. <laughs> which is why, which is why I'm just gonna be totally honest with you. Kevin and I were talking about. I was like, I know we use something, but I have no idea what it is. It so, just smells yeah, good. I, I, I couldn't tell you, but it is a mixture. It's some sort of proprietary mixture of oils um, that they are to inhale, and it smells yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. And, and it seems to work quite well. Yeah. Well, there's there's something that I would really like to work on in, in hospital settings, and I'm going to go throw it out here. So if anybody does it and names it and claims it, you know it came here, okay? You know it came through here. <laughs> um, I'm actually you, wanting right? to set up um, and trial tranquility rooms in hospitals for nurses um, to be able to go and, like, have a massage chair and the aromatherapy going and the water going and kind of use all those holistic genres to – to allow them their 15-minute break and let them go and chill out and really de-stress. I think it would be an awesome thing. I think I, um, I think hospitals are not paying attention to the um, holistic um, stress needs of nursing, and they they really need to. Joyce, that's that's oh. wonderful. Um, I had talked to uh, Anna and Keith. Uh, you know, probably a week or two ago, Jean, Dr. Jean Watson, uh, who Jean yes. Watson's caring theory, yes. she they set those up in the VA hospital in Denver, oh, okay. and um, it's amazing. It is amazing. I, I watched right these then. women literally walk up on a nurse that that seems just totally stressed, just about yeah. to just let loose, and it was almost just like through the power of touch. And aromatherapy, yeah. like everything right. was gone. It was right. amazing the healing that occurred. Um, it is, and I think that that is definitely building on that momentum with the caring theory for Gene Watson and, and what you're talking about. Girl, you go for it. Well, and, you it, know, and it was um, on this show that that you said it. So I will have to. That's awesome. Well, look, have you heard of um, Dr. Jane Buckle? No, I haven't. 
you need Dr. Jane Bockel has um she's into aromatherapy and she has created something called the M technique. It is a level three touch that nurses can do. Now we're not massage therapists, but it's not a massage, it's a level three oh. touch and it's very specific the way you do it and you use essential oils and this is great to help with staff, with stress, with hospice patients. Now this is where you could actually um you know, it's got to go through hospital okays. It, it would be a big deal. Um, in the United States, it's just slow coming. But the holistic really has got to be put into what we're doing as nurses. But um, her M technique is is so awesome. And that's one of my goals this year is to be able to attend and become certified in the M technique through Dr. Jane Buckle. That's exactly so that's, that's, what wow. I saw. Very cool. I, and, and I'm not trying to, to demean it in any way. It was almost like a no. kung fu move. The woman just yeah. literally came up and touched her, uh, the yeah. other nurse. And I I, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes what I saw. Yeah. Uh, the healing it, it touch, amazing. yes. It was amazing. So, and again, yes. I'm not trying to demean it. It was just, I couldn't put, I couldn't describe it to anybody. Right. It, it was amazing. So. Yeah, it, it totally is. It, it totally is. And so there's just, um, and I'm not, you know, anti all the medicine you know, so I want people here to know that, you know, I do support the, the medical model, but really, um, Jane, uh, when you mentioned Dr. Jean Watson, she is like my hero. And I didn't realize she existed till I was going back to some schooling and found out about her because I've been a nurse long enough that she really wasn't on the forefront when I first went to school. So I found out about her, and I'm like, oh, my God, if if I could have, I mean, she's done everything maybe I've thought about in my mind already, and I'm thinking, this is really cool. I'm not crazy. We as nurses really can embrace the holistic, and that's that's when I started realizing that I could be a nurse and could be entrepreneurial because right. I was so into learning more about holistic. I thought, well, I can't get into all this stuff and be a nurse too because it, it doesn't mix in the medical realm, but I realized it can I, I well, realized through research and found out that it can be integrated, and that's it's integrative medicine is what it is. Integrative. She is amazing. She's amazing, and I and right, I told yeah. Anna this too. I have actually yeah, had yeah. the pleasure, the opportunity to to be in the same room as a woman. I'm not talking about a oh, wow. stadium type of. I, she literally walked into a room. She showed up to one of our clinical experiences or uh, at the VA hospital, and she walked in wow. the room. I didn't know if I was supposed to bow. Uh, oh yeah. Not talk, not touch the woman. I don't know, but she just had this aura about herself. Like it, we all had a very stressful clinical day. The woman walked in, yeah. and it was like nothing else mattered. We all felt so at peace, so calm. I know that's that's who I want to be, man. She is just yes, yes, that kind <laughs> yes. of person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's Jean Watson, if you're did. if you're listening, amazing. And that was like years oh, ago. Oh hell, Jean Watson. Amazing, Doctor Watson, definitely. <laughs> And that is actually why I, um, one of the reasons I started the Nurses on the Edge, and that is still, that I have to tell you, that's a baby in progress. Um, but using, implementing, using the wellness inventory, there's 12 dimensions to that. I really um, wanted to, I want, and I plan on taking the groups of nurses through those 12 dimensions of wellness and, and really helping nurses find that balance and using essential oils and all the, the things that nurses could use to, to really take care of themselves guilt-free. See, that's the problem. We take care of everybody else. 
because that's who we are. That's what we do. But we have to realize that we're going to burn out if we don't put ourselves first. You cannot um, give out with an empty vessel. Absolutely. Right, yeah. right. Louis, when I'm listening to you, I think the one of the things that hits me the most is your enthusiasm and your passion. And yes. it, it kind of it makes me wonder about the process. When you, when you think of becoming a nurse entrepreneur, what do you think are the top three skills that are important for that? Um, I, I think, first of all, the, the not giving up mentality, um, because I've, I've worked on this for a while and I feel like I'm, really just getting into my groove, I guess. Um, the other, I think the most important thing, though, is to really find out what it is your heart is, your authentic self. And see, I had to come full circle on this because I've tried to be an entrepreneur and tried to squeeze into the nurse thing, and but and I've gone down paths where people say, well, you need, to, you need to try this because this has really been successful financially and this is where you need to go. This is where you try this, try that. And I've come full circle and come back to my basic, you know, I, I got out there on tangents and mm. none of it really was prosperous for me because it wasn't me. And I think if you're really not doing something that's authentically you, it shows up. Right. And you don't attract. You know, you have to be your authentic self in order to attract those people that you need to reach. And if you're not right. authentic, if you're just trying to sell something, you're you're not you're not gonna attract. You're you know, you people are attracted to the real you. Right, so it's really important for you to know yourself, right? Right. And that how did was you do- why Wellness coaching. You at, how did I do that? Yeah, I went when I went through the wellness coaching programs. It was the wellness inventory. When I was going through that program, not only did we learn to coach, but we had to coach each other. And through that, we went through the process. And I, I realized then how unwell I was. And I realized um, I was met with myself at that time. And realized um, that's um, actually the book that's coming out um, that I've co-authored there's like a lot of authors on there's like 20 authors the book is called heart of success but my part is called heart of wellness and that very moment i realized that i wasn't well going through my own wellness coaching program to help other people um i i came up with a quote that is just it, it was called or what i came up with was on the mad dash to becoming who i wanted to be i forgot to realize who i was you know, I I was trying to get somewhere else so fast that I I was I didn't I didn't even know I didn't realize who I was at that time. So I've kind of it was that eye opening moment for me that I learned that I really need to become authentic and do my heart's passion. And and I became well. I made a job change. I was very unhappy where I was, and I put my intention out there. And within three months, I was in a different position in something that made me very happy and fit me. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of powerful things go on the last few years. Realization, self-realization. And. So Joyce, have we? I'm sorry, I'm I'm straddling the chat and the tweet chat, and I just want to make sure that we. I'm not. Uh, I, I am listening to you, 
Um, okay. We do have it. We do have a question in um, from Twitter. So apologize if okay. this has oh, already gosh. been asked or you talked about it. Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, from Sherry Lynn eighty eight. Um, are many schools teaching the holistic techniques? Now I know some of them do have electives, but is that starting to become more prominent now in education um, with nursing? I don't know. I don't know that it's becoming prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's becoming prominent. I think it has the potential to become prominent. I think, um, and we have to be wrapped up in, the, in, I guess, the scientific. We have to be really well versed in the science of medicine and nursing, or else we couldn't properly, you know, understand what's going on in the medical side. And I, I still think sometimes that we're a little, um, we're so geared still toward the medical model that we are not fully embracing this yet because I think a lot of people, since um, some of this is not, quote, science, it's more an art, it's the art part of nursing, um, I, I think it's going to come around, but I think it's a slow a slow thing, and I think the more people talk and the more people know and the more people experience and realize there really is something to this, you know, I think you'll see it become more mainstream. I don't think it is yet. Yeah, and, and I, I would I would definitely agree with that. It, it, it's like I said, here in Colorado we do have those electives, um, right? And I, and it would be nice to kind of have that uh, more mainstream, not only just to help take care of our patients, but what about ourselves? I mean, we do have to invest in ourselves as caregivers. Right. Um, and so, also too, just really quickly, uh, Sherry Lynn eighty eight also asked, "Have you ever used these oils on doctors? Have you talked about them or even used them?" Uh, on them, I, um, I don't know if you have a, that kind of relationship yes, with. As a matter of fact, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I was the manager of a cancer center actually um, in in my history for a long time, and I became, you know, I knew knew several of the doctors, and there's actually an OBGYN that was very interested in what I'm doing, and now that I'm really gearing into doing this again, I'm going to go see him. Um, but I used oils uh, on my daughter when she was in labor and delivery, and he welcomed that, and he's very interested in what I was doing that way. I think um, in the cancer, the doctors I was working with in the cancer center, they seem to be kind of open, but, of course, using it on patients that way, you know, it's going to go through um, a lot of, you know, the the powers that be in the red tape, you know. So I didn't get it that far to use on patients, um, that way, but um, I know that I don't have a problem talking to doctors and going up to them and initiating conversation um, with that kind of thing. There was an oncologist uh, last year that I um, talked to about it, and there's there's a little interest. I think you know some of them think it's you know they're going to think it's kind of woo woo stuff, but um, I, I think that they're hearing enough about some of this kind of stuff that if somebody really knew what they were talking about, they're they're open to hear. I think some of them. But, yes, I did right. use it on my right. daughter, and he asked me. He said, so I think I could go back over there and probably do some things with um, his clinic now. Right. Very cool. Very good. Cool. I bet chiropractors would probably be a good uh, clientele as well. Chiropractors would be a good uh, would be a good clientele, yes. Chiropractors yeah. would be a very good clientele. Some of them do acupuncture and right. acupressure, right. so that right. would be, yes, yes. A nice complementary therapy. For them. Nice, nice complimentary therapy. Yes. Yeah. Because they are Let me, into more holistic. Definitely, they seem to be more open to that. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of, um, 
ask you a question sort of um, from your vantage point. You know, you've been doing this uh, for what seems like a long time. Let's pretend I was a brand new, or maybe let's put it this way, I, I'm a nurse on the floor and I really want to become a nurse entrepreneur. Right. You know, what do I do? What do I do first, second, and third? How do I start? And if I don't even know what I want to do, like how do I even start this conversation with myself? Like, okay, what do I do? You know, and 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 how do I take those first steps from your vantage you know, point? You know, honestly, if you know nothing about it, um, I would probably hook up with somebody like you. <laughs> I <heard. laughs> Well, that was I, not, I was not trying to lead you there, but okay. <laughs> no, I I know you weren't, but but see, um. You know, before I met you, see, I didn't realize you were out there when I, you know, um, I kind of, I've stumbled and I've gone through, I've learned, I've gone the hard way, I've spent thousands of dollars, I've, you know, trying to find exactly where it is, and I've come around full circle to be back where I was five years ago. Right. And okay, so um, chasing rabbits. So yeah, yeah. don't go the hard way. Honestly, I would find someone that's either been there, they're successful, um, get connected with someone like you that is actually um, actually has a resource out there to help them get to their authenticity. Because I would I would bet that when someone goes to you, that's the first thing you're going to ask them. What is it in your heart of hearts that you'd want to do if you weren't even getting paid? You know, if you weren't getting right. paid and money were right. no object, what is it you would be doing? And that's probably one of the first questions you would ask them. And we, you we would talk about the song of your soul. What is the yes. song of your soul? And that's, that's where it. you like have that. to start from. You have to begin at the song of your soul. Nothing right. else matters, truly. If you're right. going to get up every day, you know, you have to be coming from that place of, of utter brilliance. Um, and, and when I mean brilliance, I mean radiance. You're shining because that's who you are right. and that's what you love doing. Um, and right. you start there and build out. Yeah, if you don't, Anna, you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money because, you know, Absolutely. out of all the years that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, when I when I heard about the oils over five years ago, I was passionate. I lit up. It changed my life. And then I opened up an aromatherapy bar and started a health food store. And I'm in an area that's not real open to things. The medical community has a big medical push here, and they're really sure, not open sure. at all. So it wasn't successful. I got, you know, like, oh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And so I kind of shut it down. And I've gone from one thing to another, thinking, okay, I've got, you know, I want, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got, you know, I've got to get here and got to get there. But it was actually sure. going through the kind of coaching you're talking about. And I'm right. you, I've spent thousands, you know. And it was during wow. one of the sessions that I, who is your target audience? What, you know, what is, who yeah. do they look yeah. like? And I Drilling realized, down. I realized my whole mailing list. My email list are people following me on something I don't even want to do anymore. And wow. I realized That's I hard have to get back. I have to get back to who I really, what it really was that made me just passionate. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's really getting down to really helping people in a natural way teaching nurses, moms, whoever it is, how to be more natural and bring that into their life. The the oils are the most natural. I use I do other things. I use enzymes and, and things sure. like that. Um 
But now the vision boards I use, that's one of the methods as well as the wellness inventory that I help people kind of get to where that passion is. And mine, mine isn't so much for entrepreneurs. Mine is more for the person's stress levels, their self-worth, right. um, that, that kind of thing. So I'm not a business coach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but since I have gotten back into doing oils and I teach classes and uh, stress reduction and all that, I am like a different person. I right. Think it right. feels right. Well, you're aligned. Just right. You're aligned, you know. I'm aligned, and it feels good. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, so, I, I'm Anna, that's the first thing. They have got to, anybody looking to do that, you need to get with somebody before you waste time and money. And right. go ahead right. and pay for it up front because you're going to pay for it. You will pay for it with all your floundering and all your going back and forth and not knowing, and you'll get involved in this and that and this and that. And you well, have to know where you're aligned. I'll tell you, Joyce, I uh, I had a similar story. Um, I have myself spent tens of thousands of dollars yeah. um, mistakenly chasing after things that I thought would work. And yeah. um, it was not until I myself found a business coach that, uh, right. you know, really helped me get, you know, crystal clear about what I wanted to right. do. Um, so so I myself have found value in that um, and, and have learned some of those lessons uh, the very same hard way as you have. Yeah. Um, so I, I can really appreciate where you're coming from with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the other lesson that, that I sort of heard you talking about was, you know, in addition to, to, to getting a mentor or a coach, um, find your passion. You know, really do yeah. the work to find your passion. And once you find that passion, don't get swayed. Don't get, don't get. You know, we all get this as entrepreneurs. This like shiny object syndrome. You know, it's like, oh, shiny object, right. and we run off right. and chase that because we think that's going to be the thing. And and yeah. the shiny object syndrome just, you know, it confuses and muddles and pulls you away from your calling, and it and does. that song of your soul passion. And sometimes that calling can be that quiet voice and, and it gets overpowered by all the noise in our lives. And so yeah. you're right. We have to find that stillness and, and, and sort of fight for that, that quiet voice um, and that passion. Yeah. So Yeah, that's it. You know, I think advice. thank you. That. That's that's perfect. That's that is a, that is exactly right. The shiny the shiny new thing and I'm telling you, if I could give you a dollar for every business opportunity someone's tried to bring me because it's the newest and the greatest and the best, you know, I, I, I don't care. I don't care. what That may work for you, and I'm really happy that works for you. But, you know, that's not me. But, you know, yeah. this is me. And you have to stick with that. But, you right. know, as, as all those things, like the vision boards and all those things I use, I actually, you know, if I have to look at the core of what I do, it's probably teaching the oils and, and that kind of thing, and I bring the other things in that I know how to do, the wellness coaching, the vision board. I use all those mm-hmm. things as just kind of like tools, but my passion right, sure. really lies with the oils. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. No, and I, I think that's um, – okay. th- well, I was going to say, I think that's a good piece when, when I first started my business – um, you know, I had all these grand ideas, probably 10 or yeah. 20 of them, but it was yeah. great that I was able to have an opportunity that allowed me to just do one and focus on the one, hone that. Right. And actually, mm-hmm. um, right. I, I had previous entrepreneurial experience. I ran businesses, but um, as a nurse, this was a new territory for me. So it was great to sort of hone those skills 
uh, on this one area, then I you right. know, continue to grow from there. So that right. was uh, that I encourage nurses to when when I provide uh, coaching to them, I kind of talk about those. You know, find your passion, but uh, really do focus on like one or two of those things that right. you really can. Right. You know, do good work. I mean, you want to be able to give your hundred percent. Huge. Yeah, yeah that hundred right. uh, percent on because ultimately you can't give a hundred percent on ten projects, especially That's when you're right. first starting out right. and learning. That's right. That's so. good. That's really good. Right. Yeah. There's this amazing line from right. the movie right. that you're about, you guys are reminding me of. It says, um, "It's it's sometimes it's very hard to keep momentum when it's you that you are following." And, you know, that's another yeah. piece of this, that focus and that discipline to, you know, be the, the bugler of your own dream and to keep right. up that momentum, that focus. And, uh, you know, I really admire when anybody's able to really do that. So I think it's really I important. Think, do, you, do you think that when there's someone goes ahead and outlines their why, that when it gets hard, when you run up against that brick wall, if you've got your why there and go back to the reason you are doing this to begin with, that that gets you through. And then sometimes this is where also you need someone to talk to, someone to coach, someone to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Oh, she I was. Just, uh, she was just asking how how do you um, attract your clients and uh, partners uh, to your business? Um, I do a few things. I have a website. Um, I have um, I have got well, I've got two websites actually. I've got the one that's just kind of for the general population, the one that's just for nurses. But I have a page on Facebook, a couple of pages, and um, I have newsletter e- email lists. Uh, but then I also, you know, what I'm really finding, the good old-fashioned, um, you know, what everybody wants to do is make money at home online and kind of not get out in the real world. <laughs> you know, it, it's easy. You just want to leave home. Yeah, let's have a home business. But what I'm finding is I'm really starting to get a, out into my community, and I'm having live classes, and I'm making relationships there as well as online. I do a lot of um, classes online teaching the oils, right. um, so that's really important for me because I like people to know why they're doing something, so I really get involved um, in teaching how something works and why it works, just like you know we did with the headache uh, example. Um, but I do right. um, a lot of live classes, and I belong to business builders, two business builders groups in my community now, and I'm getting out into the community and actually meeting people and sharing with them. So that's really what I'm doing right now is actually getting out of my comfort zone because I wanted to stay behind my computer. But I am mm-hmm. actually getting out into the community. And are you are you accessing, like, the local community centers, rec centers, um, posting, like, on I, bulletin boards or just? I have not yet. I have not. Okay. Um, actually, just the word of mouth by my cl- with my classes is um, kind of growing right now. So I have not um, gone that far yet. I do. Um, I have uh, run into, actually, one of the activity directors at one of the community colleges that wants me to connect with her to um, – to go and um, and maybe do some classes on stress management and things with the nursing students there at their college. Oh, fantastic! Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. 
I, I'm, we're all about outfitting nursing students from the beginning with the tools they, they're going to need because I think that so oftentimes school is so divorced from the reality. Uh, right. You you know you get out of school and uh, you know it's like no everything's so great and you walk oh. into the hospital and you're blindsided like you know with yeah. a wet fish by the reality. And um, I think that if if students are given those tools to um, manage themselves and their own experiences uh, as well as uh, their environment, then I think that 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 can be really powerful. For sure. Yeah, I think we really need to start. I think starting with the nursing students, if you know, with one of my niches being nurses that are stressed. You know, when I when I came up with that name, nurses on the edge, some people said, well, you know. That's kind of a negative connotation a little bit. I don't know if people are really going to like that. And I thought, well, being on the edge doesn't mean a negative thing. You can be on the edge of your greatness. Let's just let's mm. get off the edge and let's just go. On the edge of glory. Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on the edge of great. I love it. Great, I love know, it. On the edge of Gaga. And, uh, yeah, that's cool. But, um, we've got to educate before they get to that point so that they know there are things that you can do. And, you know, I think Annette, you all know Annette, the yoga nurse, she's fantastic because I, I was able to spend a whole weekend with her uh, at one of her, at her last retreat. So jealous. Oh, yeah. oh God, it was so <laughs> phenomenal. Annette's actually just, in our chat this evening. She's listening. So, you know, we hey, can Annette. Oh, good. I yeah. love you. Oh, I just yes. so love you. We all love Annette you, Annette. <laughs> I had a breakdown. I had a breakdown that weekend, and then that knows because I was like, I was um, holding back. I was on the edge of my great greatness, if I put it at that time, because I was afraid to just move forward because I wasn't perfected and I wasn't this and wasn't that. And I realized during our weekend that I don't have to. I just have to be who I am, and that was really. I have to say that was probably one of the pivotal turning points. Um, for me was attending that weekend retreat and realizing um, I am who I am and I'm just going to be me and um, I've got to get back to me and I was starting to use my oils again that weekend and because uh, I'd been out of them for a, a, probably a year and a half and I really missed them and I brought them that weekend and it was Aww. probably that weekend that I really started again. So Great. thank you, Annette. Really, what an awesome testimonial for Annette. That's really, really fantastic. Yeah, well, Annette's being I, Annette's being authentic, and through her authenticity, yes, she is. See, she's then, extremely then authentic. Others are able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to comment on two things that just came up for me while you were talking. Um, you know, you you talked about something really powerful about what what is helping to attract business for you, and that was getting back in your community and actually taking yeah. your business offline. And you know, I yeah. think that that's a really powerful point because right now, you know, there's there's this push, there's this work at home push, there's this um, you know make money on the internet kind of push, yeah. and Yes, it's easier than ever with social media. Yes, it's easier right. than ever to throw up a blog and, and, a, and a WordPress site in 10 minutes for $20 and, and make some money. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yes, do I earn my money myself on the Internet? Yes, but I think that um, you know one of my mentors, one of my heroes, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you guys haven't heard of him, go look him up. He's yeah. a marketing genius, a business genius, Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks about the fact that our grandparents, are probably better suited and better prepared 
to earn money in this economy than we are because they uh-huh. actually know how to go out and treat people. They they right. know how to go out and create conversations with strangers. They know how to, you know, connect and and the community baker, you know, that one baker in town, boy, uh-huh. if he or she doesn't, you know, doesn't uh, do a good job, word travels fast. That's the right. kind of world we're living in now. World, right. the, the, the connectedness of the Internet has, met, has shrunk our world, and it's meant that we're living in actually a really small community, and we are all the community baker now. And if we, yeah. don't, if we bake a crappy batch of bread, guess what? It gets out. It gets out real fast. Yeah. So we have to learn to, we have to remember how to treat people. We have to remember right. to provide extraordinary value to others because if we don't, you know, that's our demise. And and another point that, that you um brought up with you know, with, with uh Annette saying that you were really kind of blocked and held back from um, you know, emerging into your into your fullness of self and greatness because you were so afraid about you know, you weren't perfect yet or everything wasn't perfect. Right. Right. And um as a type A, I gotta tell you, I totally that totally resonates for yeah. me. I'm um, a, for a I'm long time. Yeah. I, everything had to be perfect, and I held myself back, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't send out an email if all the, the, the commas weren't in the right place or whatever. You know, and it's like you have to come to a point in the same vein as, as um, being in that community. You know, we are living through the humanization of business. People do not want to do business with big impersonal corporations anymore, man. Right. They, they want to be your friend on Facebook. They want to follow you on Twitter. Right. They want to be connected to you on LinkedIn before they'll ever buy anything from you. They want to know right. everything about you. So don't be perfect. Be human. Be yourself. Right. Be your imperfect self with right. all of your with all of your imperfections, all of your uh you know, all of that stuff. Just just right. be out there and be authentic because authenticity will create loyal, raving fans and customers right. for life, whereas right. perfection tends to actually alienate. Right. You know? I, I so that's just my little agree. diatribe, and I'll, I'll be quiet. Yeah. Now, but I, that, that came up for me when you were talking. <laughs> no, I, that, totally, that totally is awesome and makes sense. It, well, and social media so has provided that connection to our community. Um, so people, especially like with YouTube, I mean, it's one thing when you talk to somebody on the phone. And I still, um, again, I'm a geek. I love technology. But still talking on the phone, I think you, you create that connection. But uh, the YouTube yeah. videos that we see, I'm constantly on YouTube just look, yeah. just watching them. And, of course, I love doing video myself. I want people to sort of feel like they're having a dialogue with me, even though I'm having a dialogue with the camera. I still feel like right. I'm talking to someone and connecting right. to someone. So. I know. I did. I just did my first video last week, and it's on my um, Facebook now. Um, it's going up on my welcome page that somebody's fixing for me. Oh, on my, awesome. Um, not my nurse one. I've nice. one for that one, but the other one. Uh, but I'm going to have one for both, and then I'm going to start doing more videos. Yeah, I really want to get into that. I've been real nervous about that, but... I'm, I'm going to. Um, I actually did a, um, a an essential oils class last week, and I cannot remember the name of the program. Um, but as we did it, they saw me, and I saw all of them, and it was an absolute blast. I got to tell you, because I felt like I connected with these people, and they they actually saw me live instead of a picture, and we really right. had a good time. We did. It was an amazing connection. Um, 
I, as a matter of fact, now I'm I'm here in Columbus, Ohio tonight. Um, I'm from Columbus, and I'm um, here on other business, and I'm going to be here all week. But I am actually doing two live essential oil classes, and I have people coming to this to my mom's house that I have met on Facebook, and they are coming, and I'm going to meet them live here in Columbus, and I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, so getting out and into the community and meeting the people, it's the connection is is going to be great. Awesome, that's in, that's incredible. So let me let me shift the uh shift the focus a little bit. Tell me tell me this. What advice would you give to nurses who aren't particularly looking to transition away from clinical practice and maybe they're they're not looking to become nurse entrepreneurs. Um they want to stay at the bedside or they want to stay in uh in sort of the clinical setting. Tell me what kind of uh, what kind of advice you would give them for preventing burnout, maybe using some of the methods that you teach? Um, you know, I think finding balance. Uh, one of the dimensions of wellness that I talk about is the work-play balance. And they take an assessment. Okay. Uh, for the 12 dimensions, the wellness inventory, they take an assessment. And you can tell right off the bat when they finish with that. And, we, and I go over that with them. If there's an area that's really out of balance, it's really obvious. And then we kind of drill down and we talk right. about, you know, that. And the work play, you know, if you're if you're working all the time and not doing for yourself, and you're not you're not moving, you're not doing any self, um, you know, help kind of stuff. You're not doing any learning, any any personal development. Then it's really obvious. There's no denying it when you look at the paper. Just no denying it. So I really kind of start. You know, I, I think getting them, getting someone first of all to realize that they need to make some changes guilt-free, and that's the whole thing, guilt-free. You know, you got to get away and realize guilt-free. You're not absolutely, actually, you're not like treating yourself. Yeah, you are not. It's not like this thing that you do that is extra and it's special and and you're caring for yourself and it's something that's a special treat. It should never be a special treat that you take care of yourself. you got to get to the point when you realize that as nurturers we give out and give out and give out and give out. And, you know, it's it's the airplane example. You know, everybody knows that. When the oxygen comes down, they tell, especially a parent with a child, don't give that oxygen to your kid first. You've got to give it to yourself first. Because right. if you don't, you're not going to be very right. used to save that kid. And it's the same thing, and it took me a long time to figure that out. And I think the reason I can say this is because I am that person that got to that point. Right, right. So, right. Um, you know, yeah. So that's um, – I, I would talk about that work-play balance. And there's all kinds of things. You, something as simple as taking a bath. You know, and and just kind of thinking something as simple as just learning how to get into that that space of of being present. And um, you know, that was uh, we learned that you can do yoga anywhere. You can do yoga standing up cooking. Okay, so um, learning how to get present and kind of get in that stillness, as you were talking about, in the moment. Right. Get in the moment and and find that still small voice 
And you can be doing that in the middle of a full-blown code blue. And you can yeah. learn to find yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen yeah. people that still and that calm and that centered. Learning to do that is probably one of the best things you can do for yourself is being present in every situation that you go into. So we, we really talk about a lot of those kind of yeah. things. That's kind of the balance. Balance right. is big. Right. Yeah. Centering good advice. Very good advice. Present and balanced, yeah. Being present and balanced. So I'm going to switch gears again, okay, Joyce? And um, that, I want to ask you about one of the most important things, which is our ability to fail and learn from it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've done that? Yeah. Yeah, because um, I've done that a lot. <laughs> Haven't um, we all? Yeah. Can I speak I've done, for yourself. I've, I've done that a lot, and, um, you know, I used to think there was something wrong with me because maybe I would look at someone else and I would compare myself with someone else, maybe that I looked in their shoes and thought they were really a big success and and I I wasn't there. Or how about the fact that um, I just spent three years in a company, in a company of sales company, trying to make it work. And I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I put into that company trying to make right. it work. It didn't fly at all for me, not at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could have just thrown in the towel and said, I am done. This doesn't. This just doesn't work. But it does. Um, right. You have to realize our in all my failures, I learned. Um, the biggest thing I learned from the three years of investing in something that wasn't really me is I learned that when you don't do when you when you're doing something that's not really you, it's you know, I learned that 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 wasn't a place I wanted to be in again. It made me realize that I really wanted to always be true to who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter you know, I don't want to say no matter whether that hurts somebody or not because I'm sure when I left that company. I, I, there were some people that were real disappointed that I didn't continue on, and I didn't want to hurt those people. But you know, I've learned I've learned to be more true to myself. I've learned that um, when I fail, um, I can go get help from someone maybe that has been successful in areas where I haven't been. And there's if I'm failing in an area, um, even if it's an area where I'm being true. Um, I've learned that I can go find help and get someone to help me get where I want to go because there's always people that have gotten where, you know, I haven't been. So, um, again, I've leaned on my coaches. And um, I've also learned that my expectations of myself, sometimes they're too high. Right, managing um, expectations, yeah. Yeah. And so I've um, I've learned a whole lot from... You know, I don't think it's failure. It's a learning. It's a learning process. It's life. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the areas that I haven't been successful in, um, it, it was something that I learned. Um, I learned how to do something better the next time. Right. So um, I don't, it, it, although, you know, I don't call myself yet the, the millionaire. Um, I'm not a millionaire success yet, <laughs> um, but I've never quit. Going. That's a huge success, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Because a lot of people get discouraged, and they do. And they do. Well, Joyce, yeah. this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break so everybody okay. can grab a sip of water and, and do what they got to do, and we okay. will return in just a few, okay? Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys. Just a minute. Because I think with our Nurse Up movement and uh, the Amanda Trujillo case, um, we've been doing a lot of blogging, a lot of blogging, a lot of us. And I I feel that that is actually um, something that's therapeutic for us all, especially as nurses, um, to be able to just sort of communicate that. 
um, frustration that we might have, or maybe even those good stories that we just maybe our our spouses or our partners just don't really get it or understand or really want to hear about right. it. So it's great to kind of be out there in the blogosphere. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that's kind of been therapeutic for you to kind of get that message out? Yeah, I am. I've actually. Are we on the air now, or are we just talking? Oh, we're on the air. No, no, let's run with it. We're on the air. We're live. Okay. Um, I actually um, just. I've written one article, um, and I've you know I've been you know we've talked back and forth, and I've I've been on some things and some Twitter parties and things like that um, um, with the subject, and you know I think the whole the whole subject. It really hits hits home to us, um, especially you know us that have been in positions we, where we're nurse advocates, and we know that these are some of the areas that stress us out because we really feel like we're doing our best, and there's you know sometimes you feel like your hands are tied. And um, I write for um, um, an, an organization called Write Where It Hurts, and I think when we write. And we can blog, and we can get out our feelings. It, it, it's journaling. Um, our blogs are public journaling. Is all that is. And it's really, I think, it's very therapeutic for people to get to to write it um, instead of. Um, it's kind of an outlet for our frustration. So I've only written, actually, written one live article, um, and it was uh, it was talking about the Amanda within us. And I was just kind of saying, we all have that um, that part of Amanda in us where we've stood up and we've been wronged and we've had doctors get down our throats and, you know, how, how we feel when that happens. But I think writing, it's just, it's a public journaling and I think it's very therapeutic. Great. I, I, I would agree with you on that. Um Especially, like I said, with this rec- the recent nurse up movement. So, uh, yeah. owning my business for over four years, my innovative nurse project was something that I just wanted to start a blog and a community. Right. And I just never had the time. And uh, this past year, in uh, July, August, I decided, you know what? I need some of that. I need some of that creative outlet and to be able to communicate to my community out there, whoever was right. listening at the time. So. Uh, for me, it's great to just lay it out there. So I have no problem doing that. I don't. I don't either. And you know, um, if if people look even on both my sites, and I don't have as many articles up on my um, my nurse site yet, um, but my my other site, even though I'm actually using physical products like oils, and I'm doing things like the wellness inventory assessments, things like that. If you look at a lot of my articles. My articles are more emotional and my thoughts down on paper. They don't deal as much with actual selling things. I'm just sharing my heart. I share my stress, my journeys through the different, you know, how, how I dealt with stress and how I've done done things like that. And, and really, it is a public, it is a public journaling. It's what it is, and and I, I find that I just I feel like I, I touch people. Because I say, I don't have a problem saying things that most people are thinking but won't say. <laughs> Honestly, I, I usually will say it when other people don't. And right, I feel right. like that, you know, because of that, people people respond. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I felt like that. I didn't know there was anybody else like that that felt like that." So, yeah, I think yeah. it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. 
Yeah, it's into the community. I mean, you kind of commiserate. Um, yeah, but, I think but then, you know, I think it's a good thing if you're if you're going in the right direction. I mean, oh, I've, sure. I've read a couple of things out there where people are getting nasty and they're cussing on. You know, just, that's that's negative. That's not you know that's not real blogging. You know, right? That's right. That's right. not therapeutic. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what I what I'm going to do is this. I'd love to go ahead and open up the line and invite callers to call in. If you guys have any questions whatsoever for Joyce or for any of us or uh, want to talk about any topics we've been talking about uh, with Joyce, please go ahead and call in. And uh, while you do that, I'm just going to ask you one last question. Tell us a little bit about what the projects are that you're working on right now for 2012. What are your plans? What's going forward with you? Okay, I'll start with my nurses project, my nurses on the edge, and that's that's kind of a big thing because um I want to I've I've got my website up and I'm working on okay. integrating the um the 12 steps of the wellness inventory so that that's kind of a group coaching thing we go over one subject a month, but I'm also wanting to start it in my hometown, a local um chapter of nurses on the edge. Where they come together and um, we do this thing live and in person. And as that's modeled and it does, you know, and and I set it up right, I want to see that duplicated in in other cities where nurses can actually get together and have a format by where they can discharge some of these stress moments and and learn how to deal with their stuff live. Not not on the Internet, but somebody live, a place where they can go and interact. So, yeah. So I've got that. And, so would that um, be like at a shooting range, or where would that be? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, no, it needs to be at a day spa. That's what it needs to be. A day spa. Okay, good. <laughs> it needs to be at a day spa. Um, no, um, I'm actually talking to a yoga instructor um, locally here in my town to come and go over some uh, stress techniques, stress reduction techniques, and, and actually teaching nurses how to um, empower their wellness. So um, that's that's yeah one of my things. Shooting range is a good idea though. You know what? That would really. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking. You know, stressed out nurses, shooting yeah. range. Oh, I picture. Oh, if that's <laughs> what it takes. If that's well, what I, it takes. Yeah, I tell I tell my three boys uh, just go down in the basement and bang on the drums. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm a I'm a drummer, and you know, we got really? we got them a kit last year, um, and yeah, they just pound away at that. So instead yeah. of beating you know, each other up. That's right. That's you know, and however you have to discharge that stress, as long as you know you're not actually hurting anybody or anything. You know, it's, right? It's a shooting range. That's good. That's a, that's a real cool idea. Yeah. Um, the other thing. Okay, you're know, so working, working on that. Anything else that we should know about? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm actually in a couple of weeks. I'm working with a um, a gal. Um, we've got an eight week program coming up called I Love My Body. And um, it is a weight release program that is really, really centered on the mind-body, the mind-body connection. So, yeah, so I've got that. That's going to start in a couple of weeks. And then I am working with um, one gal, um, and we are working on actually curriculum for uh, moms and families to um, teach them how to um, bring more natural health and wellness into their homes and their families. So like a okay, mommy got academy. It. Like a mommy got academy it. kind of thing. Oh, I love yeah. it. So those three Very things. Very cool. 
Very cool, very cool. Okay, well, you know what? I think that what probably has happened is all of the questions that people have for you, they took care of in the chat, and Kevin pulled them in already from the chat. Um, so I just want to let everybody know that if you are interested in learning more about Joyce Harrell and her offerings, please check out her website, uh, nursecoachonline.com. That's www.nursecoachonline.com. Or you can find her at www.nursesontheedge.com. Um, and both of those are great resources for you. Any other resources we should know about, Joyce? Um, you know, I, they can reach me in, in either one of those. And my okay. uh, email address actually corresponds with the website. So it's Joyce at nursesontheedge.com or it's Joyce at nursecoachonline.com. Fantastic. So if you guys have questions for her, you can just shoot her a question uh, over at that email address. I'm sure she'd be happy to get back to you. Well, Joyce, it has been our absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much for taking time oh, out of your busy schedule. I, I know that you've traveled all over. <laughs> Thank you. You're I'm so great. honored. You- I do. Thank you. Well, we um, we were honored to have you, and we're excited to follow your progress and see how you're doing. And, um, you know, possibly there are collaborations in the works. One never knows. So thanks yeah. for giving us your time and your energy tonight, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you, Joyce. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Have an excellent evening. You too. Thanks, All everybody. right. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye-bye. I actually have to uh, plug. So, uh, Annette Tersini, she says she shoots a Remington shotgun there in North Carolina, clay targets. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. I told her, I am co- I'm coming to the Outer Banks. I am coming there. I'm going to shoot some clay with her. We're going to be juicing and shooting. I'm going to be blending, <laughs> and after the blending, I'm going to shoot some clay. Blending, doing yoga, and shooting things. It's just exactly. it's so well-rounded. I just don't even know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Okay, so... um. Kevin, did you want to talk a little bit about the news, or you know what? We can just skip the news and uh, do a little do a little Jeannie Bertoli, a little yeah. Doctor Jeannie up in here. Girl, there's always news. We can talk about news, but see, we only have her for three episodes, at least right. that we know of. So, That's right. Jeannie, we need to exploit the time that that you're with us. We really need to take advantage of uh, of your awesomeness and your greatness and your willingness to be with us. Um, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about one of your favorite topics that we were talking about earlier off the air? <laughs> I'm not even sure which of those you're referring to, but I will talk about <laughs> one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really excited to um, to see what your callers call in with and their questions. And let me just kind of emphasize again that any relationship, coworkers, hospital systems, primary relationships, anything you want – Go ahead and give me a call. Give us a call here, and I am here to answer those questions. And while we're waiting for those, I will talk about okay. <laughs> one of my favorite well, I wanna... topics. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, guys, listen. This is your chance. You know, it, this is not like Dr. Drew. It's not. You know, not, You know, nobody. Nobody you know is listening in. That's the great thing. Nobody you know is listening in. So you can call in with all of your juicy drama, <laughs> exactly. and you get free. You know, uh, you have free access to a, a nationally known 
um, psychotherapist. So this is just really exciting stuff. And um, I would I would really take Jeannie up on this offer to call in and, and talk about your stuff. You can use a fake name for all we care. Um, it doesn't matter. You just call in and uh, just, like, get some free advice and free feedback. I think it's uh, a really worthwhile thing that she's offering here. So go ahead, Jeannie. Okay, actually, I'm going to give a little bit of background on me, which is that I have a master's and a Ph.D. in marriage and family therapy. And um, what I do most of my work with is high-conflict couples. So I definitely do the kind of full range of helping people have whatever life that they want. But what I really love is to take those people who uh, really want to hold on to their relationship but have no idea how to do it and um, help them do that. So if you have any questions regarding that or anything else, you know, give us a call here. So I'm going to move on in, and you guys just interrupt me when somebody calls in or somebody uh, I'm watching a question the board, on. honey. I'm watching the board. Okay. Okay. So just jump in. You go, girl. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to kind of introduce this in a, in a way. Don't freak out, Anna and Kevin, but I, um, they know that for the last week I've been really studying up on open relationships, open marriages, and polyamory uh, to do an interview that I did today. And so I learned some things that really, I think, generalize to all relationships. And, and, and it's not so much probably that I learned them as much as relearn them and have been focusing on them. And so I'm going right. to talk about those for a few minutes. <laughs> I love it. No, I can listen. Supercharge it, honey. Supercharge it. I think it's great. And, um, well, no, I mean, this is right. This is the national conversation right now. You know, with Newt Gingrich, how he asked his wife for an open marriage and all that. I mean, this is really this is in the the national spotlight, so why wouldn't that be part of our conversation? That's a really interesting topic, and I think that, uh, yeah, it, run with it. You know, I think it's actually a, a combination of the news that we're skipping tonight <laughs> and yeah. relationships. Right. So actually, right. to sort of highlight, so I'm going to use both. So, so when it comes to open relationships, which, which for anybody who doesn't know, is basically just a, a non-monogamous committed relationship. So non-monogamous um, in whatever way that that couple decides. So each couple often decides on their rules and, and different things. And, and uh, most of us who are raised in America have a knee-jerk reaction against that and think, like, what is going on and, and, and I don't, I'm not interested in this and is this a rejection of us and is this, does this mean we're not going to continue? And, um, and so I've, I've sort of put together some, some steps for how people can handle this and the, the overall idea is I think the opportunity that Newt Gingrich has brought us is a real shift in our relationships from um, much deception to integrity. So okay. when we look at, at, at these relationships overall, uh, as I told you guys uh, earlier, the statistics are 15 to 20% of marriages are sexless, meaning they have less than 10 sexual interactions in a year, and 50% um, divorce rate, and 30 to 60% of marriages have infidelity. So we no longer really have that, if it ever existed, that ideal sort of marriage. And so here's the opportunity. Right? Here's the opportunity, right? So we can go right. from pretending that there's one box that we should all fit in and deception and now um, to have this conversation opened and to have the possibility of something else and have the discussion with integrity and respect and no deception. Right. So here's right, the, right so here's the opportunity. So here's how we here's how we all do it, Anna. Okay. <laughs> So you me, baby. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, so first thing you need to know is yourself. 
and this is where all relationships begin, is to sit with yourself. And it's kind of like what Joyce was saying earlier, whether it's knowing your bliss or knowing um, what path you want to follow, that often begins with sitting in silence and contemplating and going in the deepest part of yourself and figuring out who you are and what your needs are and what your wants are. And if those come from a place of trauma or those come from a place of sort of the essence of you, Right, mm, and so if they powerful, if they yeah. come if they come from a place of trauma, you may want to get some help for that. But if they come from the sure. essence of who you are, then you're ready to bring that to your relationship with respect and integrity. And so one of the keys right. is that you want to do that um, not only in a way that respects your partner, um, but you want to do that kind of slowly and just kind of with a lot of respect. Right, right, right. So you, you can't, can't just pounce that on somebody. Exactly, you cannot just pounce that. And it's not just this, but it's 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 a way. It's it's not just about open marriages or anything. It's about anything that you're not addressing in your relationship. So even if it's right. something as based as I would like more kindness between us. Right, right. I would right. like anything that needs to be uh, addressed and brought forth. Um. Exactly. So anything, any any change that you want to make, any shift, any time that you feel your relationship is not in alignment with the essence of yourself, then you want to bring right. that to your relationship and respect. And, and the thing, one of the main keys is you have to allow the other partner to have their reaction. Right. 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 They not, be a, not be accusatory, um, you know, like... When about, they have a reaction. Yeah, you, 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 That's or it. your... Pro- yeah, just allow them to kind of... Um, be able to communicate that to their partner. Exactly. Right. So a lot of people, a lot of people deceive or um, withhold information under the guise of, well, I don't want to hurt my partner, or I know how they're going to react anyway, and it's not going to feel good. Mm. Mm-hmm. So instead mm-hmm. of allowing that to be an excuse, part of this whole switch, this opportunity to live in integrity, is that you speak your your stuff, but you also allow the other person to react as they need to. You don't need to control that right. reaction, and you may lose the relationship if you were to if you're to make some dramatic thing change that you want to make. But you have to risk that to live in integrity, and you have to allow somebody else to have their reaction, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. 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 And so that seems to be a big you, risk for couples. It seems to be able to allow that opportunity um, to just hear that coming out of their um, partners, just sort of hearing that voice and hearing what they have to say. That can be. Um, Oh, that huge. can that can kind of cut deep, it seems. Oh, it's huge. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, people are often afraid of the criticism of their spouse or the rejection of their spouse, of just not feeling like they're going to get heard. I mean, very basic yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And 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 so when you bring it to them, you want to do it and, and say, I care about you, I respect our relationship, and so I'd like to have a, a difficult conversation about opening up some boundaries. Whatever those are, mm-hmm. I'd like to make some changes here. Renegotiating. That's right. Yeah. If you are a nurse, even back to just the, the main focus of your program, if you want to go from a nurse in a hospital to a nurse entrepreneur, that could make have dramatic impact on your That's family. Absolutely. Right? So you sit down and you, you can even say, look, I'm nervous to have this conversation, but there's something in me screaming for this change. And, I, and, right. and here's the key phrase, you guys. I want to find a solution that works for both of us. Mm, yes, yes. It's always got to be 
for both. Otherwise, one feels uh, in some way cheated or gypped, you know? I'm, I, yeah. yeah. That's right. Usually There's when people that. are bringing their needs to the table, they're not saying, I care about this relationship and I want to find a solution that works for both of us. And it's just, no, it's just me, me, me. Yeah. That that's actually um Jeannie, that's that's really powerful and um it, it gives me the opportunity now, if if you wouldn't mind, I would actually like to thank my wife, Katie, who is not here in Colorado with me. She is in Florida right now in business, but you know, I she understands how I'm wired and it's it's nuts up there. And I just love to um I'm like a serial entrepreneur and she has supported that. She has been there when I started my business at the dining room table and just sort of grassroots, bootstrapping, whatever it is, and she had supported me there and, and given me that opportunity to just kind of run with this um, uh, this business, or uh, businesses now. So, That's thank you, Katie. Amazing. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Kevin. I want to thank Katie, too, because that's pretty amazing. That's that's great spousal support right there. Katie. 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 Yeah. 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 I I don't know if she's, uh, like I said, I don't know if she's listening. She she probably will listen to the stream. But I I guess it just, you know, Jeannie, you just gave me an opportunity to jump in there because I'll tell you what, it was not easy. And um, she's a career person herself. And I mean, she actually motivates me to do what I do. I mean, the woman is incredible. Um, and I won't go on and on because uh, I'll just tell her when I see her when she gets back from Florida. But I just kind of <laughs> want to put myself out there because we don't have any callers yet. But I'm putting myself out there. You, all you listeners hear me. I'm putting myself out there to thank my my wife, my partner, uh, the person I love the most that she did support me. And, and I think that is an extremely important as as a nurse entrepreneur as we're trying to figure out what in the world can we do as nurses because – there's a variety of things that we can do in the clinical setting, but being an entrepreneur, our minds go crazy. We run wild, and we try to pull that back in, and, and uh, it, it was nice to sort of have that rock to help me pull that back in and uh, be a sounding board. So anyway, take it away, Jeannie. I'm sorry. So actually, I, I'm going to jump in and ask you a couple of questions about you and Katie, if that's okay. We'll use you guys as an example. You bet. Go Is that ahead. okay? Yes. Okay. So... Um, what if she came to you with uh, a difficult change that she wanted to make in your relationship that would be hard for you? Do you want me to like, throw out an example? Uh, no, please. I mean, yeah, uh, certainly. Go ahead. Okay, so what if she wanted to move to Europe for a few years? Well, I actually have to – let me preface this with a story. Um, when when I because there, there, I have an answer for you. Um, when I, I went to nursing school, uh, nursing's my third, fourth career, something fifth, maybe eighth. I don't know. I anyway, she uh, supported us through school, um, or she support she supported me while I went back to school, and I had an opportunity to. Um, you know, seek out nursing, and she supported that. And when I finished school, I ended up, um, I ended up wanting to move back to uh, back east to John to work at Johns Hopkins Hospital. And we were here in lovely Colorado, as we are today. And Katie allowed me to basically uproot our family. We had a young uh, son at the time, uh, four months old, Flynn. Four, yeah, at the time, and 
so Katie let me move back to Baltimore. And I would say let me. I mean, I, I talked to her about it, and it was just something that I wanted to do. I wanted to work at the number one hospital in the country, and Katie supported that. And so great. She, she was from the Baltimore area, and I thought this was going to be a great fit for us to be back east again. Um, I'm from the east, and so is she. And so I thought this was going to be amazing for us to be back there and, and with friends and family. Uh, for me, my career was was incredible. I loved it every minute. And for her, she was consulting at the time, and, and you know, I think it was at first it was nice to be back for her, but then realizing the life that we had back in Colorado, uh, what we had left, uh, I, I didn't deal with that so well. I felt somewhat selfish, to be honest. I struggled mm-hmm. with it. Um, and I thought, you know what? This woman, she, I mean, she left a career for me. I would say, or for our family, right? Uh, for me to have this opportunity, and so I told her, you know, it was after about two years we were back in Baltimore, and I just knew that this was wearing on her the lifestyle. Um, I loved Hopkins, but I know that she, deep down, probably didn't didn't like me working at Hopkins and being away for so long and and stressed out. But um, we we eventually we moved back to Colorado. So I will even say to all the listeners out there, I will say to my wife Katie that no matter what my wife wants to do, I owe that to her. Um, I want, I would want to do that for her if if she would to if she were to say I, I want to move to Europe, I want to uproot. I, I couldn't, to be honest, I, I couldn't say no to her. So I, she awesome. met me halfway, more than halfway, more than halfway in so many occasions by helping me support me through school and the move i mean i i I owe her so much and and getting my business off the ground so sorry that was a little long-winded but i just wanted to sort of frame that um that i just have the utmost respect for her and everything that she sacrificed for for both of us and our family for me to be here today and so it's going to come back 100 like 100 fold i i hope honey so Aww. <laughs> you're making you're making all the girls swoon out in Radio Land. <laughs> I'm blushing. I can feel I'm blushing. I, I feel I feel a little hot here. Yeah. So again, Jeannie, thank you so much for asking that question because and I, and I do I I honestly will tell you that 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 is my honest answer. I will go to the end of the earth for that woman. So let me ask you another question. Okay. In terms of guys, as you know, as you are a representative guy tonight, what, as you see marriages around you of of your friends, what advice would you give to other men, other husbands, in terms of appreciation, in terms of what mistakes maybe that you see them making? Yes, I have some, I hope, and again, I'm not a therapist, but I hope I have some good advice here. So, I, I'm a geek, I like to tinker. And I'm also uh, sort of an amateur handyman. Here's the deal, guys. Your 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 partner comes to you with with a with a problem or a concern or or something in their lives. Don't put on that tool belt and try to fix it. Stop. Do not immediately try to fix the problem. Hear what they have to say. Listen to them. Um, because to be honest, and, and maybe I'm wrong, because obviously, Jeannie, you're, you're the expert here, but um, I just feel like if, if my wife, uh, if there's something going on in her life, I don't think she immediately wants me to fix it or try to sort of spin it around as like, oh, this is a problem. Let's see how we can kind of fix this, uh, make it better. Uh, because I think really what she wants to do is just have me listen to her. 
and hear her and understand. I, I mean, hopefully I'm not wrong here, but that's that's the advice I would give to all those men out there. Stop it's trying to fix it. Especially part, I'm just going to jump in and tweak you for a second, which is yeah. some, sometimes they want something else. So the best thing, I kind of want to give the guys an easy, quick formula, which is to say, honey, what do you need from me in this conversation? Right. Right? Because mm. sometimes it's just to be listened to. Sometimes I want some feedback. Sometimes I want you to tell me I'm right. Sometimes I want you to give me actual reasonable, <laughs> you know, more more reasonable feedback. But if you just right. ask that one question, you should be okay. That is great. See, honey, look, I'm getting some therapy here on, on the air. <laughs> this is great. Therapy from Dr. Jeannie. I See, love you guys, it. if you don't want to call in, that's okay. I'll just, we'll just spill it out here. <laughs> I know. Perfect. We'll just talk about it. But you know, it and you is, guys can listen in. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, certainly we we do. Um, we go out with couples and have date nights, and and certainly I think that uh, I, I wouldn't say that you know openly we we see people you know having issues, but I know we all do, and I think oh. communication is key. And probably as you've already uh, are aware of, um, I like to talk. I don't mind talking. <laughs> I love to communicate. And another thing is is that I'm also wired in a way that I don't have just that one window open. I read a book, gosh, I can't remember it, but talking about how women seem to have like these multiple windows open on their computer screen, that's me. I cannot have like one one window open and focus on one thing. I literally am multitasking. Now I know that might not be a healthy way to be. Um but I like I like to communicate and I like to sort of take it um you know, go multidimensional with it, not just linear, but just, I, I like to hear like so many levels and so many aspects and, uh, but again, I try not to You're begging me to talk about open relationships, aren't you? You're just begging me. Well, I mean, I'm not, I, I just, you know, I, I think, am I getting myself in trouble here? I don't know. But. I was going to say, don't she goes there and starts using you as an example. Katie's flying back from, uh, Fort, or honey, from Florida today. Honey, if you're listening. Stop listening. Just turn the stream Stop. off. <laughs> this will be Jeannie's last week on the radio. <laughs> so, no, I, I love this. This is great. This is refreshing. I like this. Well, let me, let me ask this. You know, Jeannie, before we um, started doing therapy with Kevin, um, we you were t- – <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ribbing Kevin um, – we were talking a little bit about the steps of having that hard conversation, right? Whether it's, Hey honey, I want to have an open relationship or it's, Hey honey, I want to um, change up my career and I may not be the, um, that second breadwinner that we need for like six months while I'm building my business. You know, that's a scary conversation. So you were talking about these steps and and knowing yourself coming from that essence of, of, of who you are and coming with great respect and allowing that other person to have that reaction and, and using that incredible language that I want, you know, to find a solution that works for both of us. Is there anything else we need to know about having that hard conversation? Are there any other steps involved? Um, Not that I'm planning one. I'm just, (laughs) no, 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 so the other thing that I had mentioned is to really honor the other person's reaction and mm-hmm. to allow them. I mean, that's part of it. The, the switch is from sort of deception to integrity. And when you make right. that switch, um, to, to speak from your own integrity is to um, not, not try to manage the other person's reaction. 
to allow them to have that. And when you set it up that I care about this relationship and I want to find a solution that works for both of us, you come from a, and and you don't have, even hear the tone of my, my voice, it is collaborative. So that's, yeah. that's the main shift. And then you say what you need to say. You say the, the more difficult thing to hear, which is, I've been thinking about this. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts? And you invite the other person into the conversation. And another kind of tip, just a plain old tip, is you make sure that it's a good time for that conversation. Right? Right. <laughs> so it's not, not when they're running out the door. Not yeah. Right. It's not midnight as that person's trying to go to sleep. You can even say, I have something important I want to talk to you about. Can we schedule half an hour to, to have a discussion? Right? So... So, so the idea is to shift. So it's not so much that I'm going to give you a step-by-step process for any conversation as much as a tone for the conversation and that you keep these things in mind that I'm going to come in with integrity. I'm going to speak the truth and let my partner have their reactions. I'm going to come from a place of collaboration and trying to find a solution that works for both of us. So that's really the overall tone that I think is, is the opportunity, as silly as it sounds, that Newt Gingrich brought us um, with the story of deception. And people now, I think, are coming back to their essential values. And um, when you come from a place of integrity, anything is possible. Now, that does not require, I mean, that doesn't guarantee you security. It doesn't guarantee you that everything's going to work out great. But it right. does guarantee you that you'll be able to go to bed at night knowing you came from, you know, your deepest integrity, a grounded place, and really that's all we can ask for at the end of the day. That's, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Jeannie. You know what, Jeannie, I do believe we have a caller for you. So give me one sec. I'm going to bring him in. This is uh, Mr. Don Wood. Don, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Don. Okay, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Jeannie, thank you very much for being on here tonight. Um, one of the things uh, what Kevin was talking about just you know, struck home with me so much is that uh, I find out that uh, my wife and I uh, right now are having to work apart uh, due to job situation, but I find that when I get back home for the weekend, that just sitting with her, just watching TV and not even saying anything, but just holding a hand just seems to be so much. And... Uh, like uh, Kevin, you know, I, I want to do everything I can for her, but we found out a long time ago we had to have sort of like a, um, a commonality of purpose, and that, that's our kids. And uh, so while you know we're supporting them on through school and stuff like that, but that just really seemed to um, cement the relationship a lot more. We both had that uh, that single purpose that we were both working towards, and helps us right. to sort of put up with uh, my time away and things like that. Right. Awesome. Yeah, no. That, Did you have a question or just, you were just commenting on how great that is? Uh, just commenting on uh, how great that was. And, you know, it's sometimes just the little, small, simple things. Uh, and just sort of sitting there and, and holding hands. And we're watching a cooking show or something like this. Uh, you know, we may talk a little bit about things, but uh, just to be there with that person. And like you said, to listen to what they have to say. And as Kevin said, don't put on the tool belt immediately. Right, right. I, I like that so one a lot. About, Don, is that you, you're talking about essence of bonding. You're sitting, you're in her presence, and you're really with her. I love that you're holding each other's hands, you know, and you're just experiencing each other. For some people, that wouldn't work, and for you guys, that really does. Beautiful. Yeah, and that's, really I guess, is. you know, 
from having been married for uh, a little bit over 38 years right now, um, it's you know we find that uh, we just have to have those little times together and uh, make the best use of them because we know we all have jobs we have to get done and things like that. Uh, right now she's up in uh, Tallahassee, our home's over by Gainesville, Florida, and I'm down in Fort Lauderdale. So um, when I get back home for the weekend the and I, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's a five hour drive back home, but I, I make the effort to get back up there, and uh, even just for the you know for a little bit of time on the weekends. Good for you. I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Is that okay, Don? Sure. Okay. So, um, because basically you sound like somebody who's doing a lot right. So for couples that I find like that, I just love to kind of give you just. Uh, just I'll just get to the tip. <laughs> 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 so when you're uh, reinforcing your relationship, which is what you're doing with this bonding, um, to, to just ask her, uh, is there anything else you need from me? Is there anything else I could do to make you feel more valued, loved, or appreciated? Mm-hmm. And no matter what she says, Dawn, she's going to be so glad you asked. Right. Okay. Right. Very good. Hours in asking that question, showing her you're interested at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because you obviously already are invested and interested, so it's not going to be a question out of the blue, and she's going to not going to be like, "What did you call him to show us something?" Right? Well, I'm the one that gets. Um, I'll send her flowers for no reason, and uh, this ends Aww. up with uh, all the uh, the women that she works with. I get their husbands into trouble because they'll say, "What did Don do?" And she says, "Well, nothing. He just sends them." And they're like, my husband doesn't do that. So, you know, I've gotten some guys in trouble over that, apparently. <laughs> but it's just for that little reminder that, yeah, I'm thinking about you all the time. Right. Right. I think that I think it really is a, um, a missing element out there of, of men teaching men how to be better husbands and holding each other accountable in that way. Yeah. we got and, two good ones here. Oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, I be to be yeah. honest, and I know, like I said, my wife can be watching or listening to this, but um, you know, I, I know I'm not perfect, and it's you know, with, with the, with I'm not, I'm not, um, but it's it's uh, the distance is interesting because my my wife works a lot, and so do I, and we have all the technology in our home and our offices, and uh, I could be in my office and just you know clacking away at stuff, just writing stuff or doing whatever I'm doing, and then she can be upstairs on her laptop. Um, doing work as well, but it, it's I like to sort of create that opportunity for us. I, I do, and I know this sounds maybe. I, I honestly do try to do this where we can just shut down the the computers for a second, not look at the phones, and just kind of hang out with each other, uh, hold each yeah. other, talk to each other. Um, because even even though there's not physical distance necessarily. Uh, there, there is still that distance, that that wedge that's in between us, like that work or that stuff that we just have to do. But what we also have to do is check in with each other, um, right? And and connect and right? Yeah. And and you know, I don't know if you agree with this. Again, I know the show's not about me, but uh, you know, one thing too with our kids, uh, with our our three boys, we do try to you know show them love and and hug them and and tell them that we you know, are proud of them and we love them. But ultimately, you know, and Don's kind of talking about that connection is that I'm trying to nurture that connection with my wife. And I want that uh, now because, and I tell my, my, my boys that my wife, Katie, so their mom, she's my girlfriend. 
she is, um, you know, I love her in a different way. But ultimately, our boys are going to grow up and and leave our home. I hope so. They better not be living in the basement. Um, <laughs> but I hope you know. I hope that they you know they grow up and uh, find their loves, and 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 go in that in that direction. And that's just inevitable. But ultimately, I have to connect with my wife now, um, and hopefully keep nurturing that connection so that when we don't have kids in the home, that we have that commonality, not just with the children. But right. you know, with each other, so. with each other, yeah. And it really, right. I mean, that kind of stuff is so crucial. And uh, it takes, you know, the so there are two kind of rules of thumb for marriage. One is that you need to have five positive interactions for every one negative, for both parties to think it's a great marriage, for both parties to be satisfied with the marriage. So five to one ratio. Yeah. And then the other, it, do you think you have that, Kevin? Well. It's interesting because I was actually going to build on to that. Uh, is that sort of that same premise of, you know, like I said, you know, with children, that whole like positive, uh, it's almost like depositing um, with our kids. Like, I, I don't know if that's that's sort of along the same lines where we try to deposit um, yeah. with our children and, and then we have to and then we get a chance after five deposits, we make one withdrawal. That's right. So that's right. Um, and what is I can't remember. There was a I'm a child care health consultant and it was a, some pyramid. Gosh, it's terrible. I need to be That's able to quote that. Yes. Well, not that, not that necessarily, but but um, it was. Um, I'll have to look it up because I'm just going to totally botch it, and then I'll have to do it on the next show. <laughs> but it was something that I I had uh, as a child care health consultant to sort of talk to parents about uh, making those five deposits. And of course, at first they're like, "You got to be kidding me! How is that possible?" But once you kind of get into that, um, uh, you know, routine. It becomes easy and more fluid, and it feels more real. And I think it's great to be cognizant of it. If you, most people, when they first hear that ratio, they're blown away that it requires five positive to every one negative. Mm-hmm. And so realizing that, if you, even if you just keep it in the back of your mind, way back, you'll know if it's the reverse. <laughs> right, you know when it's not that, and then you know when it is, and and you're absolutely right. I I actually was a little shocked hearing that. I've never heard that statistic before, and it's very powerful. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Well, Don, thank you so much for calling in and and uh, commenting on that. We really appreciate that. And um, I know that you're you're. Yeah, say hi to your wife for us. And honestly, I know that your work situation isn't ideal right now, but I think it's great that you are taking time to just be in each other's presence and really enjoy one another in the way that is most meaningful for you guys. Um, So I honor that. Yeah, um, just excuse me. One time, uh, one of my sons, my uh, boys are older now. They're like 25 and 23. But one of them asked me, he said, so, Dad, what's the secret to a good marriage? Is it like, you know, you do everything 50-50? And I looked at him and I said, no, you can't do 50-50. You have to do 100-100. I said, that maybe the other so person right. can't give 100, but then I can. And uh, we've had some times over the past several years, the passing of uh, her mom and dad at uh, different times. They, they live next door to us. So um, there were some times when she was just down and, you know, it was me. You know, sure. I, I did my 100% to keep everything going. So uh, sure. I give her the time right. she needed. Absolutely. No, but, uh, appreciate you having me on here. No, that's great. Oh, absolutely. We love it, Don. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so All much right. for have calling a, in. Have a good night. Good night. Yeah. Okay. And, 
Yeah, and just real. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to expand on what Don was talking about. It's it's true. It's it's not like a fifty fifty thing. Uh, we do we do have uh, friends that kind of try to do that. Uh, you do this, I'll do that. You do, and just kind of break things up. But um, it's kind of just like I said, going back to my children. If there's a sock on the uh, floor, pick it up. Um, you right. know, if if you if there's a dish in the sink, you know, I think I think my wife, we just have that understanding. Um, and uh, you know, she goes to an office. I have the luxury of being the boss, so I have some flexibility. Um, right. And so I, I do pick up the kids from school or uh, spend a little more time doing certain things or trying to do some laundry and, um, you know, cooking or things like that. And ultimately, I don't really know what it is. I just know that, um, uh, you know, I'm not re- resentful of it. And I think guys and, and you know, men and women both don't. Uh, you know, resent your partner because maybe one of them is having to work a little bit harder at the office. Um, and quite frankly, I'm sure if my if she wanted it, if it was the other way around, she would rather me. Uh, you know, and I would do that kind of being at the office more and then her being home more. Uh, but for she also recognizes that she's a breadwinner. Um, she she does quite well and um, uh, she's has a career. Um, and I support that. So, and part of me being able to support that is making sure that things are taken care of at home. You know, you're bringing up another really important issue, which is um, some of these hard conversations are about employment and about finances. Mm-hmm. And a lot of nurses I know in Santa Fe, where I live half the time at least, they're going through layoffs at the hospital. And so right. coming home and saying, you know, we've lost this income and it's a significant income. Some of these are those hard conversations and responsibility around finances. So you guys remember out there to to really be respectful and collaborative with your partners. Try not to get into blaming and you always and you never and this is just like you. And even if it has been a pattern in one partner or the other's life, the idea of being respectful this time and saying, you know, even admitting, I know I've been not the most responsible in the past, but give me a shot. I really want to be collaborative with you. You know, to be, these hard conversations go for every topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes for guys, it, it can be sort of a um, a hit to the ego um, oh, yeah. if if they're the ones losing the jobs. And, uh, hey, I admit, there, there was a point, um, you know, where my wife was making a lot more than I was. Uh, I don't care who's bringing it in. If it's coming in, that's great because it's good for our family. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's easy for me to say, and I, like I said, I lived it for a while. I mean, my wife was the primary breadwinner while I, I was lo- launching this business. So um, anyway, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough uh, subject, certainly, especially in this economic climate. It is really tough. Absolutely. It's really tough. The loss of houses possibly, you know, the change in finances. So, again, the same rules apply. Be respectful, be collaborative, and um, always honor the relationship and respect yourself and respect your partners. Absolutely. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. And actually something came up for me. This this is a little um, – I didn't want to interrupt earlier, but something came up for me that um, – it's kind of a, a mantra that I always have used in my relationships and, and use, and it is. Um, <clears throat> it was taught to me by uh, a trainer uh, at one of the hospitals I worked at. Um, she used to always say, "If it shows up for me, it's mine to do." And so, if you use that guiding principle in your relationships, um, when we're talking about that that fifty fifty or that actually that one hundred one hundred, you know, 
if today I have to give 110 and my partner can only give maybe 75, that's okay because, you know, it showed up for me, whatever it was, whatever that it is that showed up, so it's mine. I do it. You know, if it's if it's the laundry today, then, then it's mine. I'm going to do it. If it's the cooking, if it's whatever it is, um, because it showed up for me today, and that's mine, and I own it, and I do it. And um, it's been a very a very powerful principle to put into play um, in my own life, not just in my primary relationship, but in other relationships uh, that that I am in, you know, business relationships, friendships, uh, et cetera. So if you'll forgive me, I'm going to tweak that one as well. <laughs> which is, You're going to do what? I'm sorry? I want to tweak that one as well, which is... Go for it. If, tweak away. If you find yourself day after day maybe over-functioning in the relationship and giving the 100 and feeling like you're, you know, doing far more than your partner <laughs> is, um, or in, in any other relationship, coworkers, whatever, then that's worthy of a discussion as well. So what comes Absolutely. up for you should should hopefully be an acknowledgement that there's a pattern here that um, right. it's not really sustainable. And even though you're willing to do it today, you're not willing to do it 100 days from now. Forever. So yeah. Yeah. then it's worth having right. those conversations. Absolutely. Good good uh, supplementation of that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Good. This, okay, I, well, I God, feel, we um, are just about out of time. I know. Well, I feel like nice and warm and fuzzy, and you uh, feel cathartic. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been. There's been a little healing that's happened this evening. Great. Right. You and Katie are gonna have a very nice time when you get back together. That's right. <laughs> very nice for you. Between the oils and you know right. the aromatherapy, yeah. the you know and and shooting skeet with the net tersini, um, yeah, and and the relate. Yeah, this is great. This right, is great. Right. Bragging right. about her on national radio. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and yeah, exactly. um, like I said, uh, she she by all means can call into the next show and try to call me out on that. But uh, but hopefully, you know, she she is in agreement that this is I speak the truth. I, I hope so um, that she agrees with well, me on that. Call in, she can ask me anything she wants. Nice. All right. Well, we got two more episodes. Free game. Free game. We got two more episodes. Awesome. Okay, well, guys, this has been so much fun, and I want to thank Joyce Harrell again for being with us tonight. Um, just really appreciative of your time. Thank you so much. I know that you had a big travel day today, so thanks for spending an hour with us. And um, don't forget, next week we've got Lee Ray Keys, founder of the Nurse Entrepreneur Network. Uh, so we're very, very excited about that. And we're looking forward to um, having Dr. Jeannie Bertoli back with us next week as Keith is still out of town enjoying himself in Mexico with his wife. So thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for participating in the tweet chat and the chat, blog talk radio chat, um, and for calling in, Don. We appreciate that very much. Um, guys, you want to say goodnight? Goodnight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Uh, thanks, everybody. All the questions, uh, the call-in from uh, Don, and uh, thank you again, Andrew, from NurseFriendly.com, uh, trying to help us out in the tweet chat. We're getting better at that. We're getting some more responses in there, and so that will grow in that community. But, no, thanks. thank you, everyone, for listening. And, again, uh, don't be afraid to check us out on iTunes and just do a search for RNFM Radio and then ProMedNetwork.com forward slash RNFM Radio and then, of course, RNFMRadio.com. Fantastic. All right, until next Monday, guys. Have a great week. We look forward to seeing you then. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to RN.FM Radio, Nursing Unleashed. Signing off until next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern.